Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, howdy guys. Welcome to episode 9 of 2420. My name is Stephanie Chavira and I'm the host of this show. For episode 9, we have a great addition to our podcast. Man, it took me a while to get a hold of this one, but more the emails back and forward. She's a Waco native as well as a graduate from University High School, which, quick parenthesis, once a Trojan? Always a Trojan. Yep. She has played a huge role within our Waco business community of color and is the executive director of Esther's Closet, which, if you're not aware, is a nonprofit organization that helps women and children escape the imprisonment of pro- poverty. She's a very active member of Waco, uh, Waco's main source of help for business, and is a part of the Star of Waco board, as well as having a super cool position in the Centex African American Chamber of Commerce, which is an amazing place to start up as a, you know, as an inter- entrepreneur. If you are struggling with uh, getting your feet wet with as as an entrepreneur in Waco, I highly recommend that you reach out to these people. They'll put you in the right direction. So, with that said, ma'am, would you mind sharing question number one and two for us? which are your name and what your occupation is. Absolutely, and thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. All right, my name is Rachel E. Pate. I am Vice President of Economic Development for the Syntex African American Chamber of Commerce. And as you mentioned, I do also work with Esther's Closet, which is an arm of our organization. Could you uh, educate me a little bit of, about Esther's Closet, Yes, please? absolutely. Esther's Closet was started in 2016. It was the vision of our president at that time, Ms. LaVita Brown, to help equip women for the workforce. She said she'd see ladies out, they wouldn't be prepared with the resume or ready for the interview, and many times not appropriately dressed. Mm -hmm. And so the program began to provide the outfitting and the trainings and the help that ladies would need to get into the door free of charge. But since we've taken on new leadership within the last two years, our new president, John Bible, and our leadership at this point has moved forward with workforce development for the ladies. So partnering with new industries, new jobs, new businesses that are coming, and getting ladies 
uh, training that they can go into the door and say, I have work experience that you've asked for and look for by an employer. Um, also introduce them to something new, whether it is sewing or manufacturing or clerical work or hospitality, but also help them build a business if that's what they'd like to do mm. after that time or excel within the workforce. So for us, uh, Esther's Closet is the, the first pool of candidates that we will be able to walk through the program with and develop skills with, but it is open to the community of women, and we hope to expand it to opportunities for men as well. That is wonderful. It is such a wonderful time to be a part of Waco. There's so many opportunities in order for you to grow as a person, as a leader, as an entrepreneur. And guys, if you know anybody that is struggling with on any kind of... Uh, help with this with within within this field make sure that you reach out to Esther's closet as yes. well make sure you tag them I'll make sure to put the tags on the, the podcast when we're done with this uh, so if you have any questions just reach out to Rachel Pate or reach out to the podcast or myself so that we can put you in the right direction are you ready for the fun Miss Rachel I am all right here we go number three first dream ever accomplished I have no idea uh, and I said this before, but I, I, I never have favorites. I try not to keep favorites. I try to love a lot. So my first, I probably can't remember, but one of the most important, um, becoming a parent. Mm. And I think for me, it, um, I wasn't ready for it and it, I wasn't aiming for it. Mm -hmm. But when I got there, I said to myself, I do not want to be a bum. I don't want my mm. child, and that was the word, bum. I don't want my child to look up and see, um, my mom's a bum or my mom's not this or that. And it's not that I was, but I knew that I needed to shift my life mm -hmm. from where I was, and it's part of what got me to where I am now. So I think if I had to say God put a goal out there for me, it was Amen. to um, find myself through motherhood. That is wonderful. I think motherhood, I've heard, it's one of the hardest things to do in life. Uh, it's it more than changing diapers and providing for your kid. It's being, it is. it's making sure that you are setting a positive example mm -hmm. and that you're raising this kid to be a good human as it, well. Th that part, raising a good human. And when you say that, you have to throw the rule book out of the window and you have to just look at this little person and be like, how do I treat you and how do we vibe together where I get you where you need to be. So it is, it's a lot if you take it seriously. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, I, for the folks that don't take it seriously, honestly, and don't spend time getting to know their kids or raising them, you're missing out. Did you have a strict parents? No, no. I have very loving, loving parents. My mom uh, is an evangelist now, but she's always been a Sunday school teacher, uh, usher. My dad was a very laid back dad. You know, everybody knew him at school as the pizza man. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he was cool. He was the kind of dad you could party in the house with. But they were they were mostly about family. Okay. They, they, they reinforced that and education. That's awesome. It's wonderful. I think family is one of the most beautiful things that you can have. One of my very good people told me once that you cannot uh, choose relatives. You can mm -hmm. choose your family. Absolutely. So that is wonderful. All right, number four. Actually, let me go back real quick. You sure. said about education. Yes. What is your background in education? Where do you I'm graduate so, I'm so from? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> this is, as I told you, a revealing interview. I get to be me. Yeah. The real me. People get to see me in the world. This and, is what and, we and want. And they look and they see you and they like you belong. Awesome. I am a college dropout. 
Oh, yeah. I love yes. that. I am a college dropout. I'm an MCC, McLennan Community College dropout. Islanders. Yeah, I graduated from university from uh, at 1999, and my mom wanted me to go to school. And I was like, Mom, I hadn't found myself yet. I want to travel and see the world. I don't know what I want to do. And she insisted. So I went to MCC, and I majored in psychology, took some general studies, but most times you could find me in the student center playing cards and dominoes. Hmm. Spades, to be exact. Spades. Spades. I might just have to play you some spades after we turn off this microphone. Yes. So, so <laughs> things of that nature. But what I found while I was there, I definitely, you know, found that I, I excelled at art. I always have. But I also found that I, I like to move and I like to do and I like variety. So I left to go to work. And I worked in customer service, I worked in sales, I worked in home health, many times just helping people. But what got me to this point was really a good mentor and a good recommendation. And once I came in, I applied myself. That's awesome. You know, I have, uh, uh, I have found myself that a lot of the people that have made it to high positions don't necessarily have a college degree. That's right. A college degree does not define the kind of intelligence that you have. Say it. Or <laughs> the kind of skills yeah. that you can earn or the kind of intelligence that mm -hmm. you have. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times you are not really made for ABCs, but you are heck the made out of freaking, you know, a, a street book. Yeah. yeah. A book is street smart. And that's yeah. a lot of the times what people don't understand. You can go to Baylor and spend mm -hmm. $50,000 per semester. But mm -hmm. if you don't have common sense or self-respect or yeah. other ba basic values, then you cannot thrive within mm -hmm. life. In general, do you agree with me or not? Ms. I Mitchell? agree with you. And I want to say I probably wouldn't have found this job if I had gone to college to look for it. I honestly walked into it. And when you get to know what economic development is and how money moves in businesses and commerce, you're like, they don't teach you that. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to get life experience and, and, and work in different areas and do different things to to be able to be such a flexible person mm -hmm. that this environment requires and enjoy it. That's awesome. Maybe we should start our own college, the Waco College. Waco we, Minority College. Also, we can we can talk about that after after, but sounds good. Why don't we turn it, off the, it's the, the always microphone? I would tell you it's always something cooking and brewing and that's what I learned and that's what exhilarates me about this environment. You would not think the plans that people have in this city for mm -hmm. what they want to do mm -hmm. and who's working on what and you know most times it's meant to be good sometimes it's it's things that you have to be there and be present and speak up against but it's definitely always somebody planning to get something done i feel you that's awesome are you ready for number four i am what is your biggest mistake with the biggest lesson learned i thought about this one hard and i got mm -hmm. an answer for this one. straight up answer um Never live with a guy. That's why not, I'm a lesbian. Yeah, ne ne I was saying never. I was saying never. Never live with a guy that you're not married to. It, mm. it, it, it ends badly. And and I say this for a lot of women who can hear that, whether it's a guy or a partner, whoever mm -hmm. it is, because if you don't have a defined commitment, whatever that commitment is, and mm -hmm. it's understood, then it can feel like you have a commitment when you really don't. And that. 
You got to admit, you open yourself up for hurt every time you do it and do it. So I'll never do it again. Not just that, but I don't know if you can agree with me. There's actually uh, a percentage of women that put themselves uh, in that circumstance that end up having being a recipient for domestic violence mm -hmm. and also and also economic abuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Therefore, mm -hmm. they put themselves in a situation that prevents them from thriving as mm -hmm, a person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and a lot of the times if you put yourself in that situation then you end up in a relationship that you don't want to be mm -hmm. in and it keeps you from your dreams mm -hmm. i think they call it wasting your youth <laughs> mm, that, that sounds that sounds about right i think i might have done that uh, uh, the, I, and we all have but i mean at a certain point realize it and don't do it again that's well that's 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 a good lesson. Thank you for sharing that with that's us fine. very much. Number five, what is the biggest dream that you have yet to accomplish? Okay, thought about this one too. This one is total enlightenment. I have always questioned my existence since I was a little child hmm. about why yeah, why are we here? Why do we die? Where do you go? And it used to, to make me emotional. And now I just see it as not even as a thing that you should get up or down or worried about, but just understanding. I want complete understanding and, and peace about things. That's wonderful. That's a great, great, great answer. Number, ready for number six? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. What has been the hardest day of your life? What helped you overcome it? Ooh. I know I've, I've, you know, I've gotten some tears on this one before. You know, you know I, it, 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 it really makes... It makes you want to tell the truth. I'm a person that has the instinct to tell the truth first before anything else. So the truth, the hardest truth, is uh, being pregnant and having my son's father walk away from me on Mother's Day on mm. 2014. And I didn't understand at the moment why all I knew was I was by myself. And I already felt unstable at that moment about where things were going, just being pregnant. And so when he left... It was it depressed me severely, and I had a lot of depression throughout my my pregnancy, postpartum depression, and so being able to look at where I am, that's why I say that day was one day. But even walking out the hospital by yourself is hard. But looking at moving forward and just saying I got to rely on me, and they are relying on me, that was hard to do in that moment. But uh, I think. I think, I guess, maybe the moment I had my son and just realized I was happy for the sake of being happy that he was there, that it really didn't even matter anymore. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was a hard thing to swallow. But looking back, I am tough as nails. <laughs> I, yeah. I am. And, I mean, that ain't the only thing that ever happened, but that's one that matters to me and still sticks with me. But I, I am. It makes me tough. And when I think back, I'm like, I got through that. I can get through pretty much anything else. That is wonderful. And uh, not to dig too much into personal space, uh, you said you were, uh, you had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. Could you share with our audience what you did yeah. to yeah. be able to cope with that? I know we have a little bit of an audience that might be dealing with that. And yeah. it's always, you know, kind of a highlight whenever you have somebody as, uh, as successful as you to share what you were able to do in order to to, to succeed through that? For me, I did not seek counseling or diagnosis. I wish I should. I wish that I did, but I had my mother with me every single day. When I, um, when I found out that I was pregnant, I went back home to my mom and my parents. I'll say good parents are great. 
because mm. my mom and family were there because I was shocked from the jump about um, just like, this is happening. But my mom was supportive of me. She she talked to me. She listened to me. She prayed with me. She prayed for me. Mm. She she didn't. She just she just she didn't make me feel like I, I I needed to 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 fret as much as I did and that I was safe. I think beyond that, she motivated me to continue to do more. Um, give me time by myself. Give me time to find myself. Give me um, room to grow. And it, it took time. I had to inch out of it. There was a time where it was just, I care about only this child. There's mm -hmm. nothing more than maybe this that I need to worry about and all things melt away. She um, began to tell me, it's time to get out. Start time to go get a, a outside the house job. Time to go get another goal and get another this. So I thank her for uh, being supportive and just keeping me, keeping me lifted up. And I know in the African-American community, Mental health issues are not something that we always talk about, mm -mm. but I think if you can look at the times and the emotional things that you've experienced with your family, you can say that somebody that you know, if not yourself, has gone through something. Indeed. Indeed. And I think uh, I've, I'm the one to first to encourage everyone that if you have depression or PTSD, anxiety, anything like that, that you seek out... Uh, if not a professional, somebody to speak to. Mm -hmm. You know, having those illnesses is no different than having a broken bone mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. a dislocated finger or mm -hmm. a cut in your ankle. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of a stigma around mental illness that is not appropriately approached. Mm -hmm. So... I will say one more thing. We have some great um, professionals here, young professionals that work with you for counseling. So... I'd like to share resources with you for anybody that Please might be do. interested in some yes, local yes, um, yes. people and organizations we have. Please do. Uh, but at the end of this episode, uh, I'll make sure to have a little list of people that will be of a great empowerment for those people that really need it. Thank you so much. You, you're, you're a Waco hero. Thank you. You really are, Miss Rachel. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right. So the next one, I blocked out this. Uh, I this questions for you because this is my favorite part of the episode. It kind of gives it a little fun part. This okay. is called the Texan section. I'm pretty sure you already heard it with the other episode you were telling me. Yeah. Which, guys, fun fact, Ms. Rachel <laughs> went to school with Archie Hatton. Yes, I did. Which is my episode number one in yes. the music mentor, which is like, wait, what? Like, Archie Hatton from South Waco, from Alta Vista up to university. That is my class. Shout out to Archie Hatton. Yes. He's been another Waco hero that has been awesome. I'm not surprised. It's like a little chain. I come up with a positive, a, a positive Waco, oh. a person from Waco, and then I go to the next one, and it's like, Hopping, hopping through the heroes. That, that shows you what Waco can put into somebody. It's awesome. And you know, and <laughs> it's funny because for many years, Waco was putting in the bad map for mm -hmm. what we are, everybody knows for, which I'm not going to mention. Mm -hmm. But uh, for an incident that happened outside of the skirts outside of Waco, of outside of town, just because it was the closest thing, yeah. just because Waco mm -hmm. was the closest thing, mm -hmm. uh, they linked it to us. Yeah. But... That happens sometimes. It happens. Oh, well. You're ready for the Texan section, I am. Rachel? I am. Okay, so you answer as fast as you can. This is only five questions. Okay. You're not more Texan or less Texan for this, but you do have to answer. All right, here we go. Okay. Number seven, Big Red or Dr. Pepper? 
Dr. Pepper. Heck yeah. <laughs> Number eight, George Trader, Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. <laughs> Number nine, Shiner Bach or Lone Star? Shiner Bach. Shiner Bach, heck yes. Number 10, Astros or Rangers? Oh. No, don't come at me with any oh. other MLB person. Uh, oh. Okay, okay. Rangers. 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 Number 11, Cowboy, Cowboys or Texans? Okay, for political reasons, I'm not gonna endorse either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> You're gonna pass on that. All right, I'll allow it. So let me let me ask you something. For number tw ten, why did you hesitate? I, do you well, follow you know, another MLB? Well, you know, first of all, my sport is basketball. Mm. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not the hugest football fan it's or okay. baseball fan. Okay then, yeah. Rockets or Mavericks. I gotta go Mavs. Even, Mavs. even even though the Mavs, even though our talent ain't up there like the Rockets is, the Mavs. The Mavs. Yeah. That's what's up. It's okay. I'll forgive you because the Rockets are from Houston, Texans. That's where I have family. But I'll let us like. We cut closer to Dallas right now. <laughs> so. But yeah, I guess you have a point. Which now I live in Italy, Texas, which is only uh, now we're in thirty minutes away from Dallas. I know where Italy is. Well, come and visit anytime. There's no speeding in Italy. Oh, you know, <laughs> that's if you don't know the cops. I said I know where it is. I don't know the people. I have to mention your name when I get to town. I live three. I I live literally four doors down from the police station. And I've come to be very good friends with the cops. I literally walk, I turn, I turn uh, the block to go walk my dogs every day, sometimes three times a day. So I see those, those cops at least twice mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. And those cops have gotten to know me. Mm -hmm. And it's surprising because I'm Hispanic, yeah. you know, how yeah. there's that whole stigma. But I was like, when whenever I first moved there, my wife was like, don't worry, they're very nice, uh -huh. they're not going to do anything. Sure <laughs> enough, you know, I, I don't always say that she's right, but she was right on that one. Awesome. Very nice cops, awesome. so shout out to the Italy, uh, Italy police station. So, they're good to me so, so far. I'll say, I'll keep it on cruise and keep it underneath the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12, Ms. Rachel, what led you to decide the career that you have today? The Lord brought Amen. me here. <laughs> Shout but it's, out, it's, it's, the, it's the truth because my son was born in 2014. I started here in 2016. I was not on a path to this place before then. And as I said, my mom encouraged me to, to make some steps. And when I made those steps, I met some people. And one of the people I met was Linda Weaver. And she was great friends with Miss Brown and referred me to come here. Um, at that time, it was for assistant to the president. Why does Linda Weaver sound so familiar? Miss Linda, uh, she's a community pillar. She's on the NeighborWorks board. She's on the Esther's Closet Advisory Board. She was um, a big part of the Brazos Event Center at one time. She's just, she's around. I think she's even been in Weibo. So, Miss Linda, she, she's very Linda much Weaver. out there. Weaver. Shout out to Linda Weaver. I think I might have crossed paths with her once. I'll say her her, her daughter, uh, Chisa, is a South Waco uh, kid that went to... Out of, not out of South Waco with me and uh, Archie and some other people, but she's in education and her daughters are here in the community as well, a couple of them. You just surround yourself with all kinds of positive yeah, people. Yeah, I grew up. That's what I'm saying. I grew up. Grew up with them. That's awesome. All right, number 13. In the work industry as a woman of color, what challenge 
What challenges do you feel you have faced that you were that were given to others automatically? I thought about this one. I really did. Um, the situation, I would say, when I came into this place, it was a unique dynamic that I had never experienced. It was an all-black staff and, and mostly black leadership, and especially a black woman as a president. When I came in and I sat down for an interview with Esther's Closet, I had on these chucks, some dark jeans, a head wrap, and something else, and she didn't even want to hire me. I came, I used Esther's closet. She sent me to Esther's closet and I came back when she wanted to interview me and I got the job. But what she told me in that moment, it opened my eyes to and what she ingrained and trained in me was that people of color are sometimes viewed as second class or second rate. We may have a chamber of commerce, but it's not the XYZ chamber. Or we may be an executive, but you're not the executive there. So she taught me to dress professionally, to carry myself in big arenas and big spaces with confidence. I would not have said I was a people person or a person to be out in front when I got here, but she pushed me to do it. And that, that poise that came along with it, but it was all because it seemed like if I didn't shine, I would be overlooked. Mm. That's wonderful. That's a that's a very that's a very good one. Thank you so much. It's number fifteen. Oh, number fourteen. If you could say something to your eighteen year old self, what would it be? Ooh, man. Truthfully, nothing. Because then I wouldn't be where I am now. And have what I have. Hmm. But if we're talking theoretically, I would go back and say um, everything is going to be okay. Uh, the mistakes that you make won't end you. But definitely do more of what you want to do. Have you found that the mistakes that you have done have propelled you to be more successful these days? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I am as nice as I am and as kind as I am. People take it for weakness. But believe me, I have had to be tough. And that's why I can let pettiness roll off because I've had to deal with things that are harder than that and bigger than that. That is awesome. I had a friend that told me you have to you have to let go of the petty bitties. You do. You <laughs> you do. I mean they'll weigh you down. Indeed. If it's not a positive if it's not a positive opinion, then it's just an opinion. It's nothing it is an opinion is a personal it's a personal it's a what was it? It's a can't remember exactly the what it comes in the dictionary, but it literally says says it is based on uh, over personal opinion, over personal uh, thoughts, not facts of knowledge. I like that on, you <laughs> on know, thoughts, and that's, not facts. It is it, and yeah. that's what a personal opinion is. It mm-hmm. is formed and based over. Uh, personal thoughts mm-hmm. not facts of knowledge mm-hmm. so guys if you're dealing with anybody that is telling you this or that if it's not back fact if it's not based over a factor of knowledge mm-hmm. you have to discard it you do you do indeed so number 15 what was your second career of choice okay not knowing that this was the best career i would have i used to want to be an artist and a veterinarian 
Mm. I decided not to be a, yeah, not a veterinarian because the blood and the guts, I really don't like it that much. But I think I have unfulfilled potential as an artist. Hmm. Yeah. Can you draw? Sing? Yes. You can draw. I can draw. I play instruments, read music. What do you play? The clarinet and the uh, bass clarinet. And I play the tennis sax. And I also can write poetry and write stories. Really? Really. Uh, this place was not meant for me. Somehow, God pushed me in here. Amen. You <laughs> but gotta trust you, what he does thank with you, you a lot of the time. Amen. <laughs> Shout out to Jesus for giving us all the blessings that he's given us and putting us where he has yes. put us. Yes. Um, have you done anything with Creative White Go or anything with your art? Because if not, what? I'm just going to call Fiona Bon as soon as you, I'm you, done over here. Be you, like, you Fiona. Probably, you probably, well, let, let's see. Y'all are here. Y'all are here. But no one else can see. This was something that I was working. Uh-oh. I'm glad they can't see that. But this <laughs> was something that I was working on for our equity fund. That's a nice hand. Whoa, that's and nice. I wanted to fill it with the donations that we received up to 100000 I told Fiona I would love to make that into a poster. But this is me just doing what I enjoy doing on my free time. So I got to knock out this like, like that. It seems, it seems like you <laughs> have a nice little done. drawing hand on you. You should probably... Thank you, thank you. And then you say you're also a poet. Uh, poet. Mm -hmm. You should come to the open wake of my to the sure. open mic and wait. Uh, keep wake. Oh, well, duck and talk. Keep, the, wake, keep wake loud. Open mic. When it opens up, you know I'll tell you what. I'll even buy you a glass Thank of wine if you come out and you say some poetry. My wife's I, always I will, here. I will. I will. And I there, will. so yeah, you should come out. All right, and let me just say thank you for the opportunity. I mentioned I want to meet new people, so artsy people, creatives, connect with me because I've been dealing with a lot of. Uh, Regular business people. Well, we appreciate you for opening <laughs> the doors to, you know, your office. We're actually yeah. uh, interviewing you at the office of the Centex, mm -hmm. African American uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce. Chamber, Chamber of Commerce. Yes, and, you know, we're really thankful that I, whenever I started reading about you, I was literally crossing my fingers. I even told my wife, I was like, really hope this lady... Mm -hmm response because she will be a great candidate for this you've done quite a bit thank of work you. for the city of waco so thank you in a short period of time in a short period <laughs> of time that's the motherhood amen amen thank you so much for everything you do thank mrs you. rachel i really appreciate it all right let's go number 16 what is your favorite memory from the waco community okay i always have to um go back to my grandma's I love 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 my grandma and so being uh, at her house being outside gardening playing all that kind of stuff was uh, the best part for me of growing up here I know I could give you a million but that's the one no, that's, that's the one that's... that matters in at this point in my life that land that they owned is um it's part of Oakwood Cemetery and oh. my dad is buried on it so it, it's a special, it's a special place. Grandmother, grandfather are gone, but that place, that field where we would do East egg hunts and, you know, family baseball games and stuff in her yard, it was just a special place growing up. Is that in South That's Waco? in South Waco South, on Gurley Lane. Heck yeah. On Gurley Lane, down the street from the, uh, with the new homes in South Terrace. Hell yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right, I'm very excited about the next question because it's, it's it's a good one. Okay. So, number 17. Yes, it was. Recently, we have had the removal of landmarks within our country that are part of our history. 
Right. How do you think this has affected our community positively and negatively? And negatively? Well, we touched on this, and I, I think it's more than just the landmarks. I've seen it, you know, close to us, maybe like in Bell County, and there's mixed reactions. But ultimately, it is, it's long overdue, the conversation is at least, like the, the action, the work, the whatever happens, all of these things have gone unaddressed and ignored for so long and, and, and maybe even glossed over that you never address the root cause of why we have disparities in the, the freest place on earth and the wealthiest place on earth. So I think it's bigger than just the, the monuments. Um, as I feel it, I feel it as a time of, of reparations and reconciliation and different things. It's what it means to you in this moment and it's just going to be some people mad about that but everybody is not going to be happy to see things change always do you think it has affected our community in a more negative manner or in a mm -hmm. more positive mm -hmm. manner it, it, it's it's beautiful to see in our community it, it's shocking for some people let's just take it a little further than our community georgia went blue for the presidential election oh, you know waco yes. waco was still red but and I'm pretty sure there was another state that also went blue for that. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, who else was in this? Wasn't Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania as well. Pennsylvania, yes. I'm saying, of course, you know, lawsuits and things to follow, but I think that that kind of shows you not everybody is happy when momentous change happens, mm -hmm. when people stand up and use their voice and people start to vote and everybody wants to vote. Now it's too many people voting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the thing that you will experience with any kind of change. But for this one, it has been a long time coming. I am happy to see it within my lifetime. And what I don't want to see is the, the talk can die down, but I don't want to see the action die down. I feel yeah. I was I was just sharing with another episode that there was a uh, manhole within Elm Street that had swastikas in it. I don't know if you knew about that. One. Okay. See now, see, I'm the kind of person that would want to verify who's on this route with the city and ask, "Did you do this, or is this graffiti, or somebody needs to be held responsible?" So it looked <laughs> like uh, there's a Facebook page that is uh, it's called Waco History, uh -huh. and. Uh, they actually took a picture of the manhole and the the manhole cover, and the manhole cover looked like it was dated back from like nineteen thirty something. Yes. So that that, that was very interesting I need to, to me. To take a look at that on the Facebook group. I'm gonna tag gonna, you on it. I'm gonna me, look tag for me it. On. It was it was something when I looked at it. I was like, you know, I had. Uh, I had said something along the lines of we should uh, remove it, mm -hmm. but uh, another one of our hosts said uh, that removing it will be like removing a piece of history that also only makes an, an excuse if I offend people, but that makes this kind of event only makes white people uncomfortable because it, it is turtles for a conversation that they didn't want to have. Try being black. That's all I got to say. Like, that, I'm on the edge of my seat. Feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> no, 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 please, that, that makes me laugh because we are sometimes taught to be uncomfortable and be on edge because mm -hmm. 
of the, the, the treatment, the history, systemic racism, or even if it's just perception that's ingrained. Mm -hmm. Being uncomfortable is a state that we have navigated so well, we don't even realize we're uncomfortable anymore. Mm. And so for people that have had the comforts, I'll say, you know, because not everybody's rich and everybody's got everything, but who have had the comfort of not having to um, express any you know, real views about race and be confronted or have to be questioned about where they stand on issues or have to confront history that they've accepted that might be a lie. I'm sorry, that is a lie. You're uncomfortable. Okay, imagine how hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of generations of people have felt, you know, in 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 captivity, in 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 transport, and also you don't want to have a conversation. That, that almost sounds petty. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it, no, I agree with you. And I mean, we're living it right now with the with the, with the the issue that we're having in the border. Mm -hmm. It's like we're having the juju genocide all over mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. People are wanting to disagree with that. But there was a local activist that made a, a trip down to, uh, to Laredo mm -hmm. that physically saw this. And it, it's just hard to deny. So I'm kind of standing right there with you. Mm -hmm. It's... I mean, you don't want to talk about it. But it's, 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 you know. It's, it's, it's a shame. But it really is. History, I think, will will look back and judge this time for for what it is, or at least what it plays out to be, and people will see whether they were on the right side or the wrong side. A lot of the times, I personally think that we need to take these instance, instances not to feel uncomfortable, but to educate ourselves mm -hmm. to stop being so ignorant. Because ignorance mm -hmm. comes from uneducation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I invite anybody that feels very offended by this conversation to go and educate yourself over stuff because, t I mean, it's obviously poking something that you're not liking. Yeah. So yeah. am I right or am I wrong? Uh, you're, you're, you're right, and I feel like there's so much better ways to uh, channel that into action. If it makes you feel conflicted, then you have to do something about it. You feel guilty about overlooking the plight of your neighbor and like oh man i wasn't watching and paying attention okay so now you know pay mm -hmm. attention now now we hold you according to the standard of you know what's going on indeed haha -ha, we're already on 18 it's going by so fast it's giving <laughs> us some good answers all right number 18 what has been the happiest moments of your life um, Moment. Giving birth. Giving birth. Yes. When I heard my son cry, I cried too, just like instantly. Like you don't expect it. You're wondering what's going on, and then you hear something, you cry. You're like, <gasps> and I, I think that's that's happiness. I think that's pure happiness that it's unexpected like that. What is your son's name? If you want to His say? name is Roman. And Roman. That's right. Roman. And an Roman. interesting thing, I named him um, not because we have any type of connection. But I was looking for a name, and I named him after Roman the Realtor. Another, Roman Novian! Yeah, another, another Trojan. <laughs> I wanted a biblical boy's name, and I saw him in, like, the Waco magazine somewhere, and I was like, ooh, he looks professional. He looks like he gets the job done. I, you know, I want my son to be like that, so. Fun fact, Roman Novian was my drum major. Fun fact, my sister was drum major for University High. Nine, what year? Uh, 1990, Nikki Pate. I, both of my sisters went to university, played in band, and played basketball and other sports. That's awesome. Yes. You should share, if you have a yearbook, you should share it with me. And then I I'll should. bring mine next I time. We'll go for a coffee date, and then we'll bring yearbooks. Is, is this with the poetry and the wine, or am I driving to Italy? 
Let's have, let's have two of them. <laughs> we'll come by and we'll sit down outside of the Italy police officer office and then... I love it. I'll bring my sunglasses and my blonde let's wig. Make, let's make some new friends around this <laughs> virtual. <laughs> All right, number 19. I mean, we're almost getting to the end. What would you say to those struggling to accomplish their life purpose? Ooh, what would I say? You can do it. And that sounds cheesy, but it's so true. It is what I tell my son. Um, like, I look at him like, you know you really can do anything you want to do? Like, I've learned through observing and, and looking at proper channels that there's a way for you to do whatever you want to do. You want to be an astronaut, you can go to space camp, we can talk about aeronautics, we can do this, we can do that. But it is not, it is not always the road that other people have taken that will get you to where you need to go. And I am proof of that, that, you know, God brought me to this point, but I did not go the ABC route. I went through the whole spectrum, but absolutely, if there's something that you want to do, you can absolutely do it. And there are places like Esther's Closet, like The Chamber, like Startup Waco, that will help you kind of hone that vision, even if you haven't gone to college. Mm. Nice, because like we had established earlier today, uh, a college degree doesn't always, uh, it's not always gonna define the success that you mm -hmm. have in life. I've mm -hmm. met people that don't have a single degree and they're mm -hmm. multimillionaires mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know um, the richest Mexican man Carlos Slim doesn't have a college degree right he just there. started making things in his house and then just happened to be the richest man I think he's still currently the richest man um, but he was on top of Bill Gates for yeah way to go Carlos Carlos Slim he is the uh Founder of the Slim Company, who has the Slim Shakes. I'm sure you've seen them. Mm -hmm. They were the first uh, dietary supplements that there ever was. Oh, my goodness. So if I'm wrong, everybody, please correct me. But to my knowledge, that is 90% accurate. All so right. I don't like to speak crap over my mouth. So. That's right. All right, number 20. We made it out to number 20. <gasps> okay. To you. Explain 2020 in three words. COVID-19 does not count. I've said I know. this many times. I know. I know. And, I, and again, I thought about it. I would say 2020. All right. Here it is. Eyes wide open. Ooh, that is my 2020. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. That's a good one. Eyes Thank you. wide open. I like it quite a bit. Thank you very much. Very, very much. Mrs. Rachel Pate, any closing statements, greetings, dedication to the audience, fans, or family? Shout outs. Absolutely. Let me get my list. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, again, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. For it's been a pleasure. The opportunity. It, it is a rare occasion that I get to be my zany self and still get to be respected. Like, you you know, you get you get fun and you get goofy at home with mm -hmm. family, but it's a very serious environment, and I appreciate the chance to let people know that I am so much more and than what they know me for. Um, I do want to give some, uh, some shout-outs. First of all, my president, John Bible, is also a Trojan. Awesome! I think Yay. he is university class of 95 i believe okay. so shout out to my my boss the chamber um all of our um chamber family 
it has been a great journey to move within this organization and work with the people that I have. And I just hope that um, more come to the, the, the knowing and knowledge of what's going on and, and help move the community forward doing whatever it is they want to do. Um, my son, Mr. Roman, Mr. Uh, Roman. yeah, that's, that's my number one guy. He, he gives me the most uh, headache and drama and the most love. He <laughs> challenges me. And um, he, he tests my patience, which I pray to God for. So he's he's an answer from awesome. heaven. Um, and, of course, my mom, who is still very supportive and very active and helps me tremendously to awesome. be able to grind Shout the way that I do. Oh, that's what her. Is, that is her. What is your mom's name? <laughs> my mom. She is Evangelist Linda Pate. So my mom, uh, rest in peace to my dad, R.E. Pate Jr. That is why I am Rachel E. Pate, is because of my dad and, of course, my sisters, my friends, uh, my family, and just to all my my real native Wacoans, the ones who've been here for for a long time, and even some of the new ones that love us uh, like they have. But for those that have stayed, it it is rare, but we are living in a, a great time and opportunity to make something happen. That is awesome. Thank you so much for allowing us to feature you on episode nine. You have been such a lovely, lovely guest for us. Thank you. Thank and then just very quick, where can, if anybody wants to reach out to you for any kind of advice? Yes, call or where can we? No. <laughs> I was kidding. Um, where, can we, when, yes. where can we reach you? Absolutely. Um, you can always call the chamber at 254-235-3204. You may email me. Um, please put it to attention, Rachel Pate, but send it to info, I-N-F-O, at syntexchamber.com. And you can also find information about our organization, including Esther's Closet, on our website, which is www.syntexchamber.com. Awesome. This is Rachel. Anything else you would like to say to our audience today? Oh, man. We're coming into some, um, some, some new territory, I think, in 2021. But again, eyes wide open. We've seen eyes wide open, guys. Yeah, we've seen so much happen that you know insanity would be going into a new year and not doing something different. Indeed. So I, I want to leave your audience with that. This time of year is always a time I reflect and try to get my perspective right before I move into the next year. Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your office and to steal you for about an hour. We cannot thank you enough. Guys, that was it for you today. It is Mrs. Rachel Pate, a wonderful Waco hero. Make sure that you subscribe to our page. We're on Spotify. We are on iTunes, Apple iTunes. And our email is 2420thewacopodcast at gmail.com. Make sure that you reach out. If you want us to feature anybody as cool as Mrs. Rachel Pate, which I think... I, I I mean, it'll be hard to top this one off. I'll, I'll have to find somebody very, very, very cool. It's going to be a hard search for me. But thank you so much for tuning in for uh, with us today. We love you all so much. We'll see you in episode 10. And you guys stay awesome. Bye-bye-bye. This has been a Rogue Media Network podcast.